everybody welcome to another edition of curveballs and chair shots my name is brandon tanguma sitting more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host dominic hobson dominic after 160 plus episodes doing this he has finally acknowledged to his lovely followers on instagram that he is the co-host of curveballs and chair shots dominic welcome you're lucky because i was gonna i was nervous I was going to put host, but I was like, no, but you, Brandon's going to say some shit. So I was like, co-host. And then I was like, should I put co-founder and co-host? I was like, eh. Or do I put founder? Because this is like a lot of more of my idea. I was just like, Slash you know, fuck it. social media ambassador. Yes. I had too many things to go with. I just went with co-host. So, Dominic, boom. How, how are you doing today? You know, I, I didn't remember because I'm a terrible person because I don't remember any birthdays. But I, I've been told that you had a birthday yesterday. I did have a birth, birth birthday. Birthday? birthday i had a birthday and how was that birthday birthday was wonderful you know i spent uh you know i had to work the middle of the day which sucked but uh you know i spent it with my my family and my lovely the, the most beautiful she's the she's 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 the what did i say she's the mermaid man of my barnacle boy i my feel <laughs> the studio audience so it was amazing and my son's mascot Oh, Dominic, so beautiful. I'm going to cry. But let's jump into it. We have a lot of baseball news to talk about. And let's be honest, most of it is uh, pretty bad. So we're going to start off with the not so bad. We have Theo Epstein, former president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs. He has stepped down. Now we don't exactly know what, why it happened. But Theo, former uh, president or GM of the Red Sox, break the curse, win a World Series there, win multiple World Series there, goes over to Chicago, breaks the curse there, and now he's stepped down. He has news has come out that he will he will step away from the game for an entire year. Who knows what will happen after that year, but there's rumors about maybe something going on behind the scenes with the Chicago Cubs after winning the World Series in 2016. They really haven't lived up to their full potential. So, Dominic, is there a little – there's probably more to the story as we know of it right now, but your initial thoughts on Theo Epstein stepping down from the Chicago Cubs. I mean, I feel like uh, this past year has been kind of weird. So when I originally saw that it was stepping down, I thought it was like COVID related or maybe he was just fired for some stupid rule breaking or something, but you know, that he's just taking a leave of absence, so to speak. Don't blame him. It's been stressful, but I won't be surprised if there's something that comes out and, you know, that he did something wrong or something bad or something. I don't know if it'd be that he did something wrong. I think we're seeing maybe with the Cubs, there might've been a little uh, complacency. John Lester did uh, say that maybe some of the players, the clubhouse might've rested on their loyal laurels, morals, laurels. I don't know. But uh, you know, after the world series, win, they were just kind of complacent and just kind of coasting and that might've not exactly the front office was thinking that way, but maybe Theo had his way of thinking 
and he wanted to do some things, maybe go all in and, you know, try to get that next World Series ring. But maybe the Cubs ownership or brass was like, you know what, we won a World Series. We have a lot of cachet with the the fans because they we haven't won in over 100 years. Why should we do it? Let, you know, let's let's just coast. Let's have the guys we have and put some pieces, but don't, you know, spend too much money. Maybe that's not how Theo works. And maybe, you know, they came to uh, came to blows verbally and was like, you know what, either you're fired or you walk away. Which one would you like for it to be publicly? So so step down. I need to ask the question is, so you win the World Series. You know, I know the the mindset for most people is to keep the core, you know, the core players. Now, if you keep that core. How long do you keep it until you start saying, you know what, this isn't going to happen again. We need to start rebuilding and shipping people off to get different players in. How long would you take to make that decision? Because that might be the reason for his departure. I think that's a valid question, especially with the Cubs. You would say Javi, uh, Rizzo, and Bryant is, is probably maybe the best top three core position players in the league. Now, especially Bryant and uh, Javi definitely did not play to their capabilities this season but i think you shouldn't just like you know say okay we won it this year so because we have those that same group of people we're going to win it again you should always be ready to adapt and look around and i mean outside of you darvish like what and i mean they had jason hayward yeah jason hayward not gordon hayward talk about him a little bit but uh you know, th- there's some signings and moves that they made, but for the most part, they didn't. I-, I felt like they didn't really take that extra step to really elevate themselves beyond what they already had. I mean, I, I think for me, because my phone cut out for about a good portion of that, I'm just going to state the fact that, you know, teams, most teams, I would say other, I would say most teams in other sports, when you keep the core players, they tend to, repeat or they at least go far into playoffs but i feel like baseball you know you always have to change there's always that one position that you need to change in order to kind of keep at that current level you're playing at i mean if you look at it uh for only 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 thing i can do is the giants you know they had they had 2010 they had they kind of all around good they lost 2011 and they kind of added a few key pieces same so on and so forth so i just feel like you baseball is the one sport you kind of have to be currently paying attention and switching those key positions in order to keep being great now where do you think the cubs go from here there's some rumors that maybe chris bryant is on the the trading block i i mean as i said brian and javi weren't exactly the best players last year and maybe you could look to flip them to get some prospects and go young if maybe that's what the cubs wanted to do they wanted to maybe scrap it and start over and you know get some younger players get some assets because maybe they don't want to spend that extra money to resign or pay some of these higher end guys where do you think the cubs will go in the next few years Definitely, they're going to be going young. I think they're going to be trading, trading a lot of people, not re-signing people. Um, I mean, I think and multiple teams will go into rebuilding mode into the into this season, into the next, just because you know there's people are getting old, people are getting hurt. So I definitely think the Cubs will start trading some people away, not re-signing people, trying to go young and seeing what what happens from there. And we're kind of seeing with baseball that teams are willing to 
discard kind of those fringe players and just maybe some teams want to go all young and all budget players like the Rays, or you get a lot of superstars and build around some, you know, young, cheap talent. There's kind of no in-between middleman really anymore in baseball. Now kind of moving over to Theo, we talked about it. He's going to take a year off. And now everyone's thinking, where's he going to go? What's the next big thing? Is he more of like a, a drought ender? Does he want to go to a team that hasn't won it in forever? Does he want to go to like a big market like the Mets, like the Phillies? Those are kind of the two names that are out there that people are really speculating. Maybe he wants to go to the A's and, you know, do what Billy Bean couldn't do. Just, you know, throwing out some wishful thinking there. What Do you, th- do you think Theo will be back in baseball? And do you think he'll be another prominent baseball role? And where, what team do you think that could be? Because it is a year away. Maybe someone gets hired and that person does really well in one year. And they're like, you know what? We'll stick with this guy or girl. Shout out Kim Ng. <laughs> um, I definitely think he'll, he'll come back. <laughs> and I think. Definitely, he's going to probably stay on the East Coast somewhere. I don't see – I definitely don't see him going to the Yankees, but I definitely see, see him on that East Coast team or maybe, you know, somewhere in that ballpark area. Come on, Dominic. Give me a give me a team. Don't be a pussy. Tell me where's Theo Epstein going next year. The uh, – I don't know. Let's go with – let's go with the Twins. Fuck it. I know that's not East Coast, but I'm, I'm just – you know, thought of a random team going to the Twins. All right. Theo Epstein will be going to the Twins. You heard it here first. Now, let's move over to the New York Mets, possibly a landing spot for Theo Epstein. And Robinson Cano has been busted once again for PEDs. He got busted in 2018, suspended for 80 games. Now, since he was popped again, now he has suspended the entire 2021 season, 162 games. Now, he is he has that ginormous 10-year, $240 million contract. He will be uh, letting go of the $24 million that he will supposed to be paid next year. He still has, I believe, two more years left on his contract. Dominic, your initial thoughts on Robinson Cano getting popped. Had a really good year last year, but now we're kind of seeing why exactly he was so good. Just one more, uh, one weird question. Is this upcoming season going to be 162 games? That's the plan for now. COVID might have some other uh, other things in mind. So then what if we have a shortened season? Does his, his punishment get shortened or is it still 162? So then if it's, you know, 60 game season, let's say, what, I mean, what, what are we going to say? He's out two seasons. Like Brandon, I have questions. I need answers. Well, take it up with the union. Ask uncle Rob Manfred. He can answer all your questions. <clears throat> I don't, I haven't paid my union dues in a while, so I can't talk to him. But I will say Cano deserves it. He, I, I think he's, before the first scandal, I thought he was a decent player. Uh, I don't think he really needs it, but, you know, it depends why he was using it. Was he using it to from, heal from an injury? Was he just, you know, bored, wanted to get bigger? Like, it just depends what he's using it for. I thought that Robinson Cano was kind of a fringe Hall of Fame worthy player because his time with the Yankees one of the best players in the league. Now, obviously that's all in question and he's not a hall of famer. He's not going to be voted in, but I think it's like too easy to just bag on Cano and say like, Oh, you know, you took steroids and you are terrible. You're a terrible person and you know, fuck off and everything like that. But you know, you can have those opinions and I, for the most part, agree with those. But I think you also need to like, look at the system and like MLB and MLB wants you to believe that ever since the steroid era, that major league baseball is completely clean. 
it, it's not. I mean, there's probably some players out there that we really like that are taking some things. And uh, if you haven't, I suggest you go out and follow Trevor Bauer on YouTube. He did like a 20 minute kind of explanation you know, explanation on the situation and kind of all the different variables that can play in to someone testing positive for steroids or PEDs or whatnot. So I think from Cano's standpoint, obviously, you know, terrible, shouldn't do that, but he he's, yeah, he's getting like a slap on the, I mean, he's getting banned for an entire year. That's some heavy duty punishment, but in the span of things, his contract isn't canceled. He's going to come back and probably at least play two years or want to play two years so he can get that extra money. And in a $240 million contract where you only have to take out like whatever it was, 30 million or 32 million because of the half season he had a couple of years ago. I mean, I think a lot of people would take that risk to get to that high contract status just to forego a couple extra million because he got popped. I mean, let's be honest here. You're making that much money. If you haven't saved any of it, fucking you're not going to survive once you retire. So let's hope I'm pretty sure you saved some of it. Okay, that was. Didn't think you were going to go in, in that direction, but. Uh, what did you think right. I was going to do? I thought you were just going to going to react to what I said. You just went off on this whole different tangent about saving your money, kids. I mean, yeah. I, if anybody is going to be saying anything about saving your money, it's me. I learned the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Rich Dominic coming soon. Now, Cano gone for the year. The Mets have a big old gaping hole at second base. They have been Joe panic. Maybe Joe panic signs with the Mets. And when he does, we will be the first to to tell you about this, but they have been one of the leading candidates to get Francisco Lindor. DJ LeMahieu, one of the top dogs out there in free agency. Do you see them landing one? Don't think they're going to get it both, but do you think they can get one of these guys to fill in that, that hole and that $24 million that Cano was owed? I'm going to say no, just because you're going to sign them to a one-year deal when these people, when these two dudes deserve, I would say. Do they say, say they're going to get a one-year deal? No, you did not. But you're, so you're going to sign these guys to a contract, but you have Cano coming back. So are you, are you landing? Are you. You have de- that extra cap space. You have $24 million to burn. And on the back half on Cano's side, you can figure it out. Just saying, I, I I think if you can do it, but I I, I don't know. I, I I don't think Cano's worth coming back. So I guess yeah, if you can get Lindor, Lemay, one of the two, it, it would be it'd be fine. Now, do you think Robinson Cano will play another game in MLB? As I said, he still has that contract. I don't exactly know how it works out. From my understanding, he's still owed that money. Will he go and play in the league just so he can get his his bag? I definitely think he'll come back. I mean, well, he doesn't have to play to get the bag. He he can be on the Mets and not play. They're just sitting on his contract. That's up to them. But, I mean, I definitely think he'll come back. Now let's move on to some more sad news. We have some injuries to talk about. Mike Clevenger, he was out or I mean, I guess he was out of the uh, playoffs for the most part. He started a game, but then he came out due to some uh, forearm tightness or whatnot. And that kind of can lead to the worst case scenario. And that did happen. He has had his second Tommy John surgery. The Padres re-signed him a two-year deal. Now, 
you know, people will look at this and like, oh, they're paying him to sit on his ass and recover. No, for the most part, 2021 next year, they're not really paying him all that much. It's mostly a backloaded 2022 deal where a lot of incentives for him to kind of regain that money that he lost in 2021. Clev, you know, he just got traded to the Padres. He has a lot of upside. Unfortunately, second Tommy John, that, that's a lot to come back from. Do you like your thoughts? on the news and what this can do for the Padres. And once again, free agency comes around. You would think that Trevor Bauer, you know, LA SoCal guy, maybe that's a, a hole that he could fill for the Padres next year. I mean, for me, I would definitely <laughs> start thinking about what you want from Clevenger. Once he comes back, are, are you going to, count on him to be a top tier pitcher still, or are you kind of already lowering, lowering the standards and, you know, maybe not trying to make him as reliable as he is. Or maybe move Um, him to the bullpen just so you don't got to put that much work on him. And that's what I was thinking. You put him in the bullpen. If you can land Bauer, great. If not, I mean, we would have to wait and see what happens with, with, with the surgery, but with the wait and see. Then, the other SoCal team, we have Cody Bellinger, World Series champion. He is out. He had shoulder surgery. Uh, the infamous bomb he hit in the World Series dislocates it after trying to bash Kike Hernandez's forearm. Kike, big, strong boy, dislocated his shoulder, able to come back and finish the rest of the series. But he did get shoulder surgery. He will be out for 10 weeks. So maybe with the timeline, possibly missing the beginning of spring training, but he should be healthy and ready in time for the start of the season. If he's not ready to go, I'd be surprised. I mean, there could be setbacks and whatnot, but I mean, I think this comes a you know little lesson here. Be careful who you celebrate with. Now let's get on into the NBA. A whole bunch of news has happened since we last talked to you guys. We had the NBA draft. We have the NBA NBA free agency starting, but we're going to kind of keep, you know, going to be homers here for a second to we're going to kind of center it around the Warriors right now, because just an hour or two before the NBA draft was set to take place, we had one of the most, you know, sad news we've heard in some time in the NBA, Clay Thompson recovering from a torn ACL was in his, was at the gym practicing and, It came out that he had a leg injury. We didn't exactly know what was going on, but everyone's kind of fearing the worst. Then the next day it comes out that he tore his Achilles on the other leg. So he will be done for the 2020-2021 season. So Dominic, kind of your thoughts on Clay. He's going to be gone and he's not going to be playing a basketball game for over two years now. If I'm not mistaken, didn't that happen to DeMarcus Cousins or something like that or that happened to somebody. They they tore something in one leg and then they came back and tore the other one or something like that. I can't remember. Um, I think that happened to Derrick Rose, right? Didn't he tear one ACL, came back, and first game back, tore the other one? I, I don't know. But I know Clay is going to be fine. I'm not worried about the Warriors. They traded for um, – what's his name? Kelly – what's his uh, – was it Oubre Jr.? Boy, I was gonna let you let you drown, but you figured out how to swim, Dominic. Good job. Thank you. Um, they traded for him, which I mean, he's not replacing Clay, but he's definitely a good good add. Um, so I'm not too worried at the moment, but I just 
it's Achilles are one of those things that's hard to come back from. Granted, we've had Kobe come back from it and a lot of other, other players come back from it. So I'm not too worried about it anymore. Kevin Durant still hasn't come back from his Achilles injury. So we have to see how he deals with that uh, recovery, but uh, going to clay, I mean, being out for the, for the NBA for two years, that's going to be really tough. And for the warriors, you know, clay was a really big, I think he's kind of an underappreciated part of that warriors dynasty because he kind of makes up for Steph's defensive flaws. He can take on that top point guard, top guard that, you know, Steph can't really guard shut down like clay can. And then moving in to the NBA draft, the Warriors pick number two, and they draft James Wiseman out of Memphis. A center only played three games in the college basketball season, opted out to or to whatever, get ready for the NBA draft, and then COVID happened, so that pushed back the draft even more. So he hasn't played basketball in damn near a year as well. So Dominic, and you said Kelly Oubre getting traded. Not ex- it's not exactly certain yet, but all signs pointing to the Warriors giving up a 2021 first round pick to uh, was it the Sun? Not the Suns, the Thunder. No, I forget what what team they are. I think Dominic? I think it's the Thunder. I think because the but... Thunder are just giving a yes. It is the Thunder. Thunder are going to have like 20 first round picks in the next five years. They're just trading but... everybody. If you read into it, it's number like 21 to 30 or something like that. So it's not like, you know, their top 10 pick. So it's not, it's actually a pretty decent deal for him. So Dominic, your thoughts on right now, the starting lineup kind of looking like, you know, Clay, Ubre, Wiseman, Draymond, you know, that kind of with the Wiggins thrown in there. I think Wiggins and Ubre almost kind of like the same player. So I think that one's kind of a head scratcher just because I feel like they're kind of the same player. Just they don't have the same shine or, you know, spotlight on it because uh, Wiggins was a number one guy and Uber is kind of, you know, fly under the radar type of player. So Warriors got a lot of things to figure out, but I do like the move of Wiseman. They need a big dude. The talent is there. You know, the upside is there. We just, it's a very big question mark because he's only played three games in college. Hasn't played in a year. What is that next step? and competition is going to look like when he plays them. Well, just so you know, Clay's out for the year. You said Clay and, you know, them and everyone else. You, you left Steph out. So it's Steph. Steph, Clay, Ubre, they're the same person. Whatever. But uh, the, the lineup's looking, I think, decent. I want to see you. I can't remember their exact what their bench looks like, but they do need to. That was their big downfall was their bench wasn't as good as before. So they need to make sure their bench is – halfway decent um but what going back on wiseman i i think the potential is super great with him um he's what we needed is what the warriors needed they needed somebody who's young who's tall who can get in the paint get those rebounds um looney was doing it but i think wiseman is just a little bit better than him um, plus, no, none of the injuries, knock on some wood. Looney, I think his first year, he like tore his hip flexor or something like that, and he was out for the whole season. So just comes down to you got to stay healthy, you got to play well, and I think they'll be fine. And you also got Pascal on the bench who kind of broke out as a uh, rookie sensation. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the NBA draft, you don't have too much to talk about. I think the big news is LaMelo Ball gets drafted to the Charlotte Hornets, which means we're going to finally get the one-on-one we've all been waiting for, LeVar versus MJ, to determine who is the best basketball player of all time. 
Uh, is this a trick question or is it is it an obvious answer? We don't know. Lavar has said for years that he could beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one game. And we might finally get it. I think that's uh, if the Hornets make it to the finals, that's one of the halftime shows is one-on-one, like first to five or something like that. And I am all here for it. I will pay. I will whatever pay the 50 bucks it is to see LeVar Ball take on Michael Jordan one-on-one. Now, uh, there's a lot of moving parts with trades and free agency. So we're just going to go off of Woj's Instagram, just kind of the, the top tier news. And last week, we told you this was going to happen before it actually happened. We got sources, Dominic. CP3 officially has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. Now, we kind of talked about it already like it was a done deal. And now it is a done deal. Kind of any lasting thoughts on CP3 now officially with Devin Booker and the Suns? I'm not saying they're uh, my sleeper pick, but they're starting to be my sleeper pick. If they can build around Booker and CP3, I definitely can uh, see them doing some damage while I have a show going on next to me. I'm sorry for the background noise. That is, that's lovely. This is the only type of audio, top tier audio that you you can get over here at Curveballs and Church. Then, Moving on to James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Seemingly, you know, it, their days in uh, Houston are numbered. He, uh, James Harden, that has turned down the back. He turned down a very lucrative extension with the Rockets. And it's seeming that his uh, list or, you know, short list of trade options is to either go to the Nets or the Sixers. I mean, Dominic, now that it seems like kind of a surefire deal, I think that's going to be the top thing in this year's free agency of where does James Harden and Russell Westbrook go if both of them do go now that Harden seemingly wants out and it wants to go to those two top places. Where do you think he'll go? I just think it's absolutely sad that somebody like James Harden wants out of Houston. They've made him their franchise player. They built around him. They've done everything for him. And the reason that they can't win a championship is partially due to him. Um, he, he's, I like how people say he's great at defense. Yeah, when he wants to play, he, he's not selfish when he doesn't want to be. He's, he's all of these things. All their negativity comes from him. And when they're positive, it's when he wants to be. So I honestly don't think going to the Nets is a good choice. I think with Katie and Kyrie and, you know, the team that they have there is more than enough. Sixers could use somebody like him, but then it comes down to it that I I don't think the Sixers are built around somebody, a point guard like him. He needs to go to a team where he's going to be the only star and he's by himself and can do everything himself. All right, now we're going to do kind of rapid fire, just kind of rattle off some news, and if Dominic has any hot takes, he can do it. Now, as I said, the Oklahoma City Thunder are just trading everybody and they're going to have a shit ton of first round picks in the coming years. So the Sixers are trading Al Horford in a first round and second round pick to the Thunder for Danny Green. So Danny Green going to the Sixers. Dominic, we're thinking maybe some other you know, trades with them, as we said with Harden. Uh, Danny Green going to the Sixers. Uh, it's, 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 I don't think Her, Her, uh, Al Horford and all those picks are worth it, but you know, that's just me. Uh, Houston is trading Trevor Ariza and a number 16 pick to Detroit. So now Trevor Ariza, poor, poor lad, going to Detroit. I mean, Blake Griffin is over there, I guess, Detroit on the lower end of the East, but it's the East, so they probably can sneak in to the 
uh, playoffs. Then we got Minnesota acquiring Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Ricky Rubio going back to the Timberwolves uh, to, from Oklahoma City. And look at that. A bunch of picks have been packaged and together, blah, 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 blah. And then we got the Kelly Oubre news, uh, more Kelly Oubre news, uh, some developing news that Anthony Davis will resign seemingly with the Lakers, but it, it's not going to be a foregone conclusion. It's not going to be, you know, at the first hour of the deals, but he's just going to kind of wait and they want to really plan everything out in the structure of the contract. So maybe AD will uh, be a Laker for a very long time. You know, uh, who would you, okay. So going back to us being selfish here for a minute, who would you rather have AD or Giannis? I would go with AD because I think AD is a much more surefire thing. Yeah, we, you know, Giannis might be the best raw talent in the NBA at the moment, but AD Anthony Davis is probably, you know, what you're going to get from him. It might not be as good or as, you know, great as the best Giannis can be, but I think I'm going to take the safer pick in Anthony Davis. I would too, even though I would, I would love to see either one, but um, Anthony Davis, if he becomes a Laker, I think uh, you'll be seeing them in the playoffs and holding up those titles for a long time. Uh, speaking of Giannis, the Sacramento Kings were going to trade forward Bogdan Bogdanovich. I nailed that name to uh, it was going to be a sign and trade to the Milwaukee Bucks, but that kind of fell apart. We, I mean, who knows what this exactly means? for the bucks or for the, the Kings, but uh, just some, you know, some minor news that might have some bigger implications going forward. Now, some kind of news that's happened in the past hour, we have Portland acquiring uh, Ernest en- Ennis, Ernest, what's his name? Ennis Cantor. Sure. Why not? So uh, well, let's the, just, just ask Dana Brooke, what his last name is. She was probably moaning it. Cantor going to Portland, Dominic, your thoughts. Wow, thanks for the no sell. Um, yeah, it's whatever. He's fucking such a below average player. It doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, my boy, the Miami Heat have re signed Miles Leonard and they also re signed Gordon Dragic. So, uh, some good news over there. We got a dude from Real Madrid signing a two year deal with the Denver Nuggets, Fasundo Campazo. Nailed it. Boom. From your homeland, right? Dominic, do you even know where Real Madrid? Do you even know where Madrid is? Uh, Spain, of course. And I'm from Spain. Yeah, you're from Spain. Okay. All right. Oh, you're then... Portuguese. Oh my God, fucking Dominic, you're a dumbass. Dominic, you know you said some pretty stupid shit. Anyways, uh, no news yet, but apparently, uh, multiple teams are interested in Demarcus Cousins. And Mason Plumley has agreed to a three-year, $25 million deal with the Detroit Pistons. So watch out for those Pistons, baby. They are firing on all cylinders. See what I did there? Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm not paying attention. I got into a heated conversation right now. Come on. You're going to no-sell my joke. That was a great car joke. No. Did you even hear what I said? Something about Pistons and, you know, sure firing. I don't know. Mason Plumley signing with the Pistons. So watch out for the Pistons because they're going to be firing on all cylinders. Fire, fire, fire. You no, 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 no. You added the fire, fire, fire at the end. Oh, that so was you didn't li- oh, so you did listen to that. Okay. You know what? Your joke was bad. All right. Fine. You know what? I'll, 
I'll agree that that was bad. I'm like you agreeing or disagreeing that your joke was great. What joke? What what joke did they do again? The Dana Brooke. Oh, that was you, you already forgot. I did. Wow. All right. So now let's get into the NFL, which means everyone's second favorite segment. It's a uh, Dominic's picks. Bum. Wow. I thought Dominic would be a little happier about this segment because he actually beat me in week 10. Dominic going nine and five. I went seven and seven. Dominic's record overall is 92, 57 and one. I lead by three games with a 95, 54 and one record. Thursday night football, another stellar game battle of the birds to uh, NFC West rivals and the Seahawks or the Seagulls narrowly beat the Arizona Cardinals 28 to 21. The Seahawks kind of got back on track after a very disappointing loss to the Rams last week and the Cardinals. Yeah, they put up 21 points against the Seahawks, but that defense of Seattle is not very good. And Kyler Murray possibly dealing with some sort of shoulder injury. We shall find out. But uh, Dominic, your reaction to Seattle getting the win, kind of breaking the tiebreaker. So now them right now leading the West by a game, but them, these two teams, as well as the Rams are all deadlocked right now. Uh, what was the over under on that game, Brandon? I can't remember. Oh, the over under was 57 and it was under, as I said, it was going to, but you know, Arizona was underdog by three points they couldn't cover because some stupid db decided to get into a fight with dk metcalf which gave him a 50-yard penalty which meant that they were out of field goal range but then they got into field goal range and then after like one of the stupidest intentional grounding calls i've ever seen why is kyler murray just flinging it when you're on like the two yard line in the next play it fucking a holding call in the end zone would lead to a safety so that's five points right there you take away those five points arizona covers and this is some grade a bullshit dominic Kids, this is why you don't gamble. Anyways, back to the game. No, this is why you don't do parlays. Oh, parlays. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Dominic, you know I'm pissed off today, so don't fucking start with me. What? You don't talk about the... We'll talk about it later, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Just go on to the next one, then. I asked you a question. Your thoughts on the game. You didn't even give any opinions on this game before I start off. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. It's because you're so mad. It's so I'm fun. so mad. I just draw a blank. It cancels each other out. Um, the game was fine. I, I, uh, I actually watched some of it and I, I do. I, I did kind of see how Murray was kind of thrown a little bit different, not with as much confidence. So I, I definitely think the Cardinals will be taking that into consideration. I don't think Damn, he'll probably play. Already, already riding off the Cardinals. Tough crowd. Uh, you know, I know when uh, to put a bird out of its misery. Dominic, when have you killed a bird? Uh, I've eaten plenty of chickens and turkeys. Those are considered birds. Birds? Birds. But did you personally, you know, snap its neck? Snap your neck. Great comeback. All right, now let's get into the picks from Dominic. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers continue their undefeated streak as they roll into Jacksonville to take on Jake Lutton and the Jaguars. Dominic, uh, Pittsburgh coming off a very decisive win against Cincinnati. Sorry, Mr. X, but we thought maybe they would play down to the competition. They did not. Do the Steelers continue to roll here against the Jaguars? 
the Steelers will continue to roll against the Hagwires. I will pick the Steelers for another decisive win. And I will pick the Steelers as well. Now, moving on, we have a Lion taking on a Panther, Dominic. Battle of the Cats. If a Lion took on a Panther in real life, who would win? I would pick the Lion, but in football, I'll take a Panther. Okay, and I will take the Lion in football, but in real life, I'll take the Panther because the Panther is a little quicker than the Lion, I think. I think, you know, it has the strength, but also it has like the agility to kind of work its way around and tire out the Lion. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Wow, Dominic, you're really giving me some in-depth thoughts and picks right now. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I have a deadline to meet here, mister. So well, let's I, haven't meet been, I haven't been told about this deadline. Well, there's a deadline, so let's meet the deadline. Eh, but I mean, maybe we shouldn't meet the deadline. As Dominic muted himself because he's trying to tell me to shut the fuck up and hurry on. Well, I guess they will shut the fuck up and hurry on then. Shoot. The New England Patriots, after a surprising win against the Baltimore Ravens, go to Houston to take on the Texans. Now, what is a Texan? Is a Texan like an actual person from Texas, even though their mascot is like the bull? So is it like... Uh, so I'm, I'm going to so pick the Patriots. Like I'm going to pick the Patriots. Like from the I'm revolution pick the Patriots. against I'm a pick bull, the Patriots. or is it like a person from Texas God. against a person from New England? You you do know her fingers hovering over the end button, and if you don't hurry up, she's gonna click the end button, right? So let's let's let's, let's just start fresh right now. Pick the Patriots and let's move on. But if it was like a real fight in a mascot war, Dominic, I think I pick New England. Well, that depends. Is it like a modern day Texan? It was like a cowboy Texan. I'm going to pick the Patriots. Let's move on. I will go with the Patriots as well. I think this game could be a sneaky shootout. So watch out for that. Then we get the Tennessee Titans taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Both of these teams have AFC championship aspirations, but both of them coming off of some surprising or significant losses. Baltimore hosting Tennessee. Could be a slugfest, could be a shootout. We don't exactly know because Tennessee's defense isn't that great. Baltimore's offense isn't that great. So, Dominic, what do you think in here? How do you think this game will play out? Both these teams need to get back on track. I'm thinking Baltimore is going to have a good game and they're going to win, but I definitely see Tannehill throwing for, you know, 300 yards, a couple TDs. Wow. Okay. I will go with Tennessee mainly because like I kind of have to because I've just been picking them to win every single week, even though it hasn't been panning out so well for your boy. But I'm going to go with Tennessee to win. No reasoning behind it, just a, a gut feeling, which means Baltimore is definitely going to win. Then we get uh, two disappointing teams, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, surprisingly, a playoff contender. Now, are they impressive? By any means, no. But they will probably be in the playoffs when all things are said and done. Hosting Philly... Eagles lose to the Giants. Not a very good look. Dominic, can the Cleveland Browns stomp out those Eagles? And what is no. a Brown? Like, what, oh, like, my God. Brandon. Is it like the elf? Brandon, just Or is it buddy. like Brown, like the person who it's named? Just after? stop, buddy. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just but I'm, stop. it's a real question. A Brown is a turd. Okay. An Eagle is an Eagle. I would pick the Eagle in real life and in this football game. Okay. Move on to the next team and game. I will go with Cleveland 
to get the win in this one. But if we're going to go in the real life mascot, I probably go with the Eagles, but Cleveland in the football game. Then the Atlanta Falcons take on not Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. It's going to be Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints. Not mad at that. Not going to talk about it right now because we have a question about it. Taysom Hill, Dominic, what are you expecting from him as the lead quarterback of the Saints against a lackluster pass defense of the Falcons? Well, if I'm talking about Hill, the quarterback, I expect him to do fairly decent. I'm talking about Hill, the tight end. I, I don't know how much he's actually going to be putting up. But I will go with New Orleans still. I will go with this with my Saints as well. Now, Taysom Hill, you know, gets paid from Sean Payton and the Saints. They definitely like him. Now, what we haven't really seen him be that every down quarterback. We don't know what his throwing is like. For the most part, he's kind of like a short, intermediate route type of guy. Jameis Winston, definitely more of a downfield type of throw. But Drew Brees, as we've seen this past year, he's not chucking it. So if Taysom Hill can just kind of be like Drew Brees and dink and dunk his way down the field and not fuck up, I think it'll be fine. I would go with the Saints as well. But in a real-life battle, I think I would go with the Falcons because the Saints are holier and they wouldn't want to fight. So I think the Falcons just like take advantage of that. Then we get the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Washington football team. Cincinnati, as I said, getting beat up by the Steelers. Washington making a miraculous comeback, but just falling short against the Lions. Washington is favored in this game. Alex Smith has put up some big numbers as quarterback of the football team. Dominic, does Mr. X, is he going to be happy this week when the Bengals, if the Bengals, the Washington. No. So he's going to be even more upset because he lost last week and he's going to lose this week to the football team. And Brandon, uh, you can't really talk about this one because a Bengal and a football team, like who do you, I mean, I think the football team would beat the Bengal. So is it just, so a singular Bengal, but it's the Bengals. So it would be a group of Bengals against a football team. Right. Uh, you got me. You got me. You're right. You're right. I will go. You know what? Fuck it. I'll go with Cincinnati, Mr. X. I got you. I think Joe Burrow is, uh, is that might not be pretty because that offensive line is not very good. And that front seven is kind of scary from Washington, but I think Joe Burrow will find a way to get it done. Then we get the New York football jets winless traveling across the country to take on Joe Burrow or not Joe Burrow. Uh, oh my God. J oh God. Hair bear. Just Justin hair There Justin you Herber. go. There we go. I, I just fucked up his name because the coach fucked up his hair. Now, is this haircut going to devalue Justin Hairbear? And is he not going to be the same quarterback now that he lost his luscious locks? I really hope not because, you know, I, I think that what the uh, Chargers are doing is phenomenal. Yeah, they're not really winning a lot of games, but he's putting up great numbers. He's definitely proving he's worth it. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. And I'll go with the Chargers as well. Please, God. I, I hope that uh, he doesn't lose all his powers. But it is the Jets. You never know. Coming off that bye, maybe they get their shit together and can win one. Just one. Uh, then the Baltimore – did I fuck up? I did fuck up. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are traveling to Denver to take on not Drew Locke, but uh, Brett Rippon over there in Denver. Who knows what the weather exactly exactly is going to be like, but Tua, I think, is going to continue to roll and get the win over the Denver Broncos. 
I, I would have to agree with you. I feel like uh, the Dolphins are are firing all cylinders. Get it? Because you said the Pistons joke and it was shit. Um, but uh, but I the Pistons, the Dolphins, you know, like the Pistons of a car. Oh, well, Dolphins of Pistons. It's just one big giant one that shoots water up their nose. So you're telling me you thought when I was talking about the Pistons, <laughs> like you thought like a horse? No, <laughs> fucking no. Jesus, I'm going, with, I'm going with the Dolphins. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys coming off a bye and will be with Andy Dalton. He is coming back, taking on the red hot Minnesota Vikings. It is a Minnesota Dalvin Cook. Didn't exactly cook against the Bears, but they did just enough. Dominic, do the Vikings continue to roll against the Cowboys? Or do the Cowboys finally kind of get on track here? Definitely going with the Vikings, which I thought I would never say because I'm not really a Vikings fan. But I will say whatever Cook has been eating, drinking, smoking, snorting, pooping, peeing, whatever it is, he needs to keep it up because he is just on fire. Which, you know, I would totally be open to a trade for him in my fantasy week, at least. I will go with Dalvin Cook as well. Run one, one, one wild all over the Dallas Cowboys. But Amari Cooper going to bounce back week this week. Going to take advantage of that week. Minnesota secondary, even though their defense is getting uh, a lot better. It kind of looks like the Vikings defense of old. Then a really marquee matchup here with the Green Bay Packers traveling to Indiana, Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Now, Dominic, what is a Green Bay Packer? It's like a Packer, like, like a, oh, it's not like a cheese Packer? Or is it like, like, I don't know. But I, I'm, maybe I, bat, I'm going with a random shot in the dark here, Brandon, okay? <laughs> you're either going to like it, you're going to hate it, okay? I'm going to go with the Packers. You thought I was going to say the Colts. I'm going with the Packers. I'll go with the Colts. I'll go with the Colts to fade you. I think uh, we're going to get decent Phillip Rivers. And I think Devonta Adams is going to play in this game, which definitely does help the Packers. But I think that shutdown defense of the Colts will be able to at least, you know, quiet Aaron Rodgers in that offense. And Phillip Rivers will do just enough against that kind of below average Green Bay defense to win the game and also because someone on the other podcast said that green bay is going to win so you know and i said i'm not going to put money on the green bay winning so i gotta prove my point that indianapolis is going to get the win then a bunch of good mark we had a primetime games this week this week maybe the best in the entire season we get the kansas city chiefs coming off of their bye traveling to sin city to take on the las vegas raiders the raiders the only team to beat the chiefs this year Kansas City coming off that by Dominic. Are you going to do it? Are the Raiders going to win again against the Chiefs? Can I get a hell yeah? Great analysis there, Dominic. I will go with the Chiefs. The Raiders not depleted on defense with some COVID uh, list people, but it ain't looking too hot. Las Vegas Raiders kind of be in the face of people not exactly uh, – being the best in terms of you know COVID protocols and shocker, their bunch of players are on the COVID nineteen reserve list. But I digress. I will go to Kansas City and then Monday Night Football. The Los Angeles Rams travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. We have two high-powered offenses on paper, two high-powered defenses on paper. Dominic, what do you think this matchup is going to go? High scoring, low scoring, in the middle. And who walks away the winner? 
I do this every episode, Brandon. I need one pick from you before I pick. So what do you think is going to happen? I believe I did pick the Dolphins over the Broncos before you did it. But I will go with the... I'm going to go with the Rams. Fuck it. That's another fucking pick. I'll go with the Rams. I think that defense is super underrated. I think they're going to be able to silence Tom Brady. We've seen Tom Brady against the Saints, and I think the Rams are a better defense than the Saints, so I think it is at home. Maybe weather will be a factor, but I will go with the Rams. Then I will copy your pick because I'm trying to sneak back up and beat you in this fucking season, so I'll go with... uh... If you're trying to beat me, you would go opposite of me. Try to fade me. Try to make up some ground. But you've already picked a couple different picks than me, so... I'm I'm gonna play it safe and go with the Rams. But just because uh, okay, okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. Uh then we got Thanksgiving next weekend or next week, Dominic. So we got three Thursday night picks. The first one, it's always the Lions. The Lions host the Houston Texans. Now, DeAndre Swift is out this week due to a concussion. Maybe He's able to come back next week for Thanksgiving. Not exactly 100% sure on that. Houston, uh, I mean, it's Houston. So two kind of below average teams. It's the morning Lions game. Usually it's not the prettiest of matchups, but it's a tradition. I'm kind of torn here. I feel like, I think I'll go with the Texans. I feel like the Lions just just aren't going to have enough this week, that, that game. So I'll go, I'll go with the Texans. And I will go with the Lions. I think the Lions are, uh, you know, they're good enough. And I think that Houston defenses can get torched. Kenny Galladay may be coming back on Thursday. We don't exactly know at this moment, but uh, we shall find out. Then we get the everyone's favorite matchup. We get the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. Now, Dallas, not exactly the team. We thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Washington kind of where we thought, but they have some bright spots. Can Washington upset the Cowboys on their day of thanks? One hundred and one percent. Washington wins. Any reason behind that? No, I I, I feel like since Dax went out, it, it's it's kind of you know easy to say that the Cowboys are going to fucking lose. I mean. Granted, I would probably pick Washington no matter what, anyways. So, but I, I'm so still you're saying go. you would pick the Washington football team over the Dak Prescott led Cowboys? Yeah, you see what Alex Smith is doing? Fucking phenomenal. Did you see what Dak Prescott was doing at the beginning of the season? No, I didn't because he's fucking garbage. Okay, and just because of that, as long as the Cowboys don't get blown out this week and they just like revolt against Mike McCarthy, I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. And then the Thursday night night matchup, the Baltimore Ravens travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. We both think the Steelers would be undefeated at this point. Dominic, do you think the Ravens can hang the first loss on the Steelers? I'm, I'm going to say no. I think Steelers are still going to be undefeated after Thanksgiving. Great analysis. Love to see it. I will go with, Baltimore to win this game. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe Baltimore can kind of get them, th- get some things in gear. Uh, Baltimore was really close last game against the Steelers. And if it wasn't, you know, some fumbles, some mistakes on Lamar Jackson's part, they could have won that game. Maybe should have won that game. So I will go with Baltimore to kind of get their ish together and 
get the win here. Now let's go on to uh, everyone's favorite segment. Now let's see if Dominic can actually say more than one sentence now that he's on a time crunch. Mr. X's questions up. Wow, you messed up my fucking flow, bro. You're supposed to just keep going. Mr. X's questions. I'm so weak. Ah, you asshole. Anyways, let me go over to the... Okay, you ready? Uh, Hi. Sorry. There's an exclamation point. Jeez. Have I mentioned how much I hate the Steelers? I think he has. Has he, Brandon? I think he has, right? Well, sorry, Mr. X. Dominic thinks the Steelers are going to win back-to-back games. Yeah. They're undefeated, so it'll be more than back-to-back games. But uh, I mean, let's be honest here. Everything Cincinnati. And I picked post. the Bengals to win this week, so there you go. Everything Ooh-day. in Cincinnati. Not uh, not all that great. Um, let's see. Can Clay Thompson come back from his Achilles injury? I don't think so, and I think if he were to, I think the Warriors would be fucking stupid to let him play. I think they should just sit him the whole year. You know, he could practice. He can travel with the team. Do whatever you want to do. But I think he needs to sit the whole year out and really take care of himself and, you know, make sure when he comes back, he's 100%, not this, oh, I'm 95%, I can play a little bit. No, I think he, if he could, it will be stupid to let him play. Well, they already said that this it's a season-ending injury. It's going to be a shortened season. Maybe the Warriors make the playoffs, but I don't think that's a certainty with the West. So I think you just shut it down, especially with, you know, Clay getting up there in age. You, you don't want to rush him back. Exactly. And uh, I, I need to start forwarding you these emails because there's certain words I can't fucking say. And Is it another UFC question? Yes. <laughs> I always know it's a UFC question because you bitch that you can't say the names. Being that UFC 255 is tomorrow and seeing that Valentina Sir Sir Servent I feel like he's doing this shit on purpose, man. Valentina Servenchko? Valentina Shevchenko. 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 There we go. Valentina Shevchenko. Shevchenko. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's on the card. If she Valentina wins, Valentina does. Keep... Yeah, fuck her. If she wins and keeps keeps her uh, flyweight title, should she get another shot at Amanda Nunes and the bantamweight title? I mean, there is a a case to be made. There, Amanda Nunez was supposed to fight, but she backed out. We at least I haven't seen the reasoning behind it yet. I know she just had a child, or her fiance just had a child, so we don't exactly. Maybe there's something. Wait, what? Her fiance had a child? Oh, wait. Okay, sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. Sorry. Dominic, she is a, a lesbian. She's in a same I, sex relationship. I didn't know. That's when you said fiance. I was like, wait, what? A man? I'm like, oh, wait, no. That must be because she's gay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry Amanda. Didn't mean to, to hate. And now you're canceled. Su- Good job, Dominic. Support. Support you, Amanda. Sorry. Is it her fiance, her wife, significant other, her partner? Maybe. Your partner. Yes. Sorry. Support. I mean, I, I think it's definitely a possibility because I think when it comes to the women's division, you know, there's not like that superstar that they that they have. I mean, Amanda Nunes is their superstar, and if she's kind of just mowing everyone down, then you know maybe you, you go to the well again with Shevchenko, and you you see what happens there. Okay, okay. Now that is it for the non wrestling questions. This is going to the start of wrestling right here. 
With the WWE utilizing the size of the Tropicana field by installing more screens, which would allow more fan interaction, or will they keep the same setup they already have? Well, this will just lead right into the Thunderdome is at Tropicana Field, the home of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't exactly know what the setup will be. I think they will kind of take advantage of it being a, a bigger place. Now, does that mean it's going to be set up like the Royal Rumble where it's just they plop a ring it at the pitcher's mound and, you know, surround the entire field with LED boards? Probably not. I feel like they'll probably have like a curtain to kind of cut it off whatever you know halfway to kind of make it feel a little maybe they change it up on certain shows and everything like that but it will be different but i don't think it's going to be like this huge ginormous wrestlemania royal rumble type looking thing every single week okay okay uh brandon please don't Dominic, what do you money. think i mean i i definitely think they should utilize it to an extent not uh you know like you said i don't think they need to have a wrestlemania royal rumble size event every week but i mean you have this empty arena literally why not have some fun so that's that's how i feel um brandon this next question don't put any money down please uh what's the over under on how many more weeks will have lana being dropped through the announce table i will say we have seen the last of Lana going through an announce table and Lana will put Nia Jax through a table this Sunday at Survivor Series. Uh, I doubt that, but okay. I think uh, she'll be n- another couple weeks at least. Uh, and last, but not least, and you should have a lot of insight on this, Brandon. How much longer will Lennon Ruff keep the North American title? Or Leon Ruff. Lennon. Leon. Leon, Lennon, they spelled the same. Pretty sure they're not. Uh, I mean, he wants a triple threat match at War Games. So, and maybe he, he pulls it off. Maybe he beats Johnny Gargano. So, at least a few more weeks. And maybe he holds it till the end of the year. I don't know. I think he drops it at War Games, but that's just that. If you want to you be like, say, Mr. you can't say it like that. Oh, Dominic. my God. You got to say it like William Regal. War Games. Good. I'll, I'll accept it. Thank you. If you want to be like Mr. X and you know, get love and your questions answered, email us curveballs and cs at gmail.com. Or you can set it into Instagram at curveballs and cs because we got two questions from the lovely people over there on the Instagram. So we have two different questions. One from Big Fluff13 and he asks, should it be allowed should it be allowed to start Taysom Hill at tight end when he is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints this week. Now, let me tell you something, Big Fluff. ESPN is the only fantasy football carrier that is allowing Taysom Hill to be a tight end this week. Now, why? I don't fucking understand why. He was he's he's always been a quarterback. He should be designated a quarterback, and especially if he's a starting quarterback, he should be labeled as just a starting quarterback. It is preposterously dumb that they said, oh, because we started the week with him being tight and eligible, we can't just change it, you know, midway through the week. So we're just going to allow him to be the starting quarterback. And especially, you know, if you're in a fantasy league that has really high scoring quarterbacks, like, I don't know, having a point per completion, six points per touchdown, where maybe the very highest a quarterback can score is like 70 points. I feel as though that's like very, very stupid. And, you know, very harsh and 
unfair to the other person that has to face that person, even though that other person might have the very best tight end in the league, but yet he's going up against a quarterback in a league where the scoring has is very different than what the tight end can do. This is the stupidest thing, and I'm not just saying that because I'm facing Taysom Hill. You can check the Twitter, check the socials. Everyone is bitching and complaining about this. ESPN, this is some bullshit. I'm going to hack you, and I'm going to change that shit. Do you feel better now? Not really. Anyways, I don't think it should be allowed. I think if, you know, Brandon, you're saying you're playing against somebody's doing that, I think that person should be a good person and either start him as quarterback or not play him at all. But that's just my opinion. Especially because maybe that person has Michael Thomas as their wide receiver. So they're going to be double dipping. So not only will every touchdown be 17 points, but then you also get the yardage on top of that. And I mean, who knows what this Atlanta New Orleans Saints game could be? It could be like 45 to 43, and Taysom Hill scores fucking seven different touchdowns running and throwing the ball. He can score 80 points when Travis Kelsey can go and, you know, go 20 for 110, and he'll only score like 30 points when technically he probably had a better game. I, yeah. let's, 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 let's breathe. Let's breathe. Let's breathe. And let's go to your second question. Happy place. Happy place. This one comes from our number one fan, Haley. Haley asks, can someone give me a less simp answer to why we are the better podcast than Trapdoor to Hell? I mean, that would probably be more you, bud. So I'll let you answer that one. Because Dominic can't give any answer without being a simp. Is that the reason? No, no, what the fuck? No. Okay, well, well, no, I thought I thought I attacked Trapdoor to Hell last week about that. Didn't I say some bullshit? I don't remember. I don't remember either. You know, that that that's how easily Trapdoor to Hell is. They're forgettable. So, you know, it's fine. You know, I will go that we are the better podcast than Trapdoor to Hell because we actually get fan engagement. We have Haley sending the question. Shout out Haley, number one fan. We also got Big Fluff sending in questions. And we got Mr. X always sending in questions. Now, granted, sometimes Trapdoor will get a question from Tyler Kiai or Johnny Roca, but it's not every single episode. We have a recurring segment. We have great fan interaction and we have structure and we have, you know, fan. We, we I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this because I'm still worked up about Taysom Hill. Dominic, I mean, I was, I, I was going to say, you know, I, you know, when I'm eating, oh, I've got to drop the microphone. I, <laughs> at least when i'm eating and eating and drinking i mute my microphone i do my best not to burp and all that kind of stuff you know and you know if i have to take a deep breath i mute my mic and stuff like we that. don't you have know, to maybe... we don't have to pause well i mean we've done it a few times but we don't yes. have to pause all the time for dogs just making run-ins on the podcast our dogs are trained they're good well, boys and girls oh geez not really but okay sure let's go with that and on that note let's move on to wrestling so we can get this over with. I mean, we don't have to just get it over with. We can talk some wrestling news. Now, we already went over the Thunderdome moving to Tropicana Field. And some late-breaking news, we have WWE settling a $39 million settlement with some shareholders over the Saudi Arabia agreement. Uh, WWE not exactly being upfront with uh, all their dealings with Saudi Arabia because, you know, it's like Saudi Arabia and they don't exactly want to, uh, you 
you know, tell everything that's going on behind closed doors, because let's be honest, it's probably not all on the up and up. Now, Dominic, we've talked many, many times about WWE and their relationship with Saudi Arabia. Now, kind of biting them in the ass a little bit here. What are you, what, you're, not, you're saying that not everybody likes blood money? I mean, not everybody, but there's some people. I mean, definitely saw this coming. I know you saw it coming. I mean, I'm happy that they settled it. So then, you know, maybe no more shows in Saudi Arabia. Ah, maybe not for the COVID future, but I know once uh, the Saudi Arabia's buy a shit ton of COVID vaccines and can just give everyone a, a vaccine, at least on the wrestlers front, maybe they can uh, perform for the princes and the royal people over there. I don't know. Maybe for, uh, you know, those people who start Hill and, you know, Michael Thomas can go over there and, you know, watch them wrestle too. Cause you know, they can afford that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we have Zelina Vega. We talked about it last week, her getting released and in the coming hours after her doing the tweet that went viral about supporting unionization, the president of SAG reached out to her on Twitter and it came out, uh, I think a couple of days ago that she had a very productive talk with the people over there at SAG. Now, not exactly saying that WWE wrestlers or wrestlers in general are going to start SAG are going to join SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, you know, for all the actors out there, both television and movie. Some might argue that wrestlers are TV actors and they should be compensated or could be able to join the Screen Actors Guild. Dominic, kind of your thoughts on this very, uh, you know, preliminary talks. Not saying Vega is going to be the head of the union by any means, but kind of getting the ball rolling here. I mean, good for good for her. First of all, getting that kind of that kind of recognition, and then on top of it, move the chair. Oh, moving the chair. Move um, the fucking chair. Yeah, moving the fucking. Dominic, close the fucking chair. Close the fucking chair. Yeah, okay. close the fucking chair too, Dominic. Sorry, I you know while uh, we were you're going on your Tyson Tyson Hill rampage. I had or Tyson. Whatever. I had to pick up Boyer's dog shit, and I might have checked it in the room. So I, I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. You can talk. I'm gonna figure this shit out. Wow. Dominic. Okay. okay. All right. After we just put over how much of a good boy the mascot is, Dominic is tracking his shit into the studio. But yeah, I mean, as I kind of said, Zelina Vega talking to uh, the people at SAG, not exactly meaning that we're going to get wrestlers joining the union anytime soon, but it is noteworthy that we're getting this type of news and this type of talks going on, you know, in front of the public and to public knowledge, maybe we've seen some people, you know, kind of laying the groundwork or kind of talking a little bit, but we're finally seeing some action to it. And Zelina Vega might be the first of a long list of people who, I think it's kind of people like Zelina Vega who are not exactly the mid or top tier guys that are making good money so they can just ditch this, the Twitch streams and OnlyFans and everything like that, that, you know, they, they want to have fun on other platforms. And speaking of third-party platforms, if you want to get a cameo from The Undertaker, this is your one and only shot this Sunday for the low, low price of $1,000. You can get a cameo from The Undertaker. Did you just say $1,000? For the low, low price of $1,000. He can suck my ass. I can give him 1000 bucks to be like, hey, this is The Undertaker. I want to say happy birthday to you, dumb. He can suck my ass 1000 bucks. So I can suck your ass 4000 bucks if I pay you 1000 bucks. That's fine. 
All right, all right. That's if I can. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. All right, let's get in. Let's get into AEW Dynamite. They start off the show with the Young Bucks taking on and defeating Top Flight. Top Flight, a young tag team that AEW has just signed. I like that they had a little introductory vignette to kind of introduce the non-dark viewing audience to Top Flight. The Young Bucks get the win. Uh, you know, Top Flight was impressive, got a little bit of offense in, but at the end, the Bucks got the win decisively, not too long, kind of what we asked for last week. Do you see this uh, tag team Top Flight, do you, do you see them going anywhere in AEW, or do you think they're just more like, do? because I feel like AEW is starting to take a WWE approach and signing people just so they won't go to WWE, but do you see them doing anything in AEW? Because I, I kind of like them. I do kind of, I mean, I like them as well. I think they're kind of like the younger young bucks and they are so young. One's 19, one's 21. You don't have to push them to the moon by any means. You know, there's private party also out there. So, I mean, we got some tag teams that could be used a little bit more, but I think just kind of having them on dark, maybe making a sporadic appearance. Maybe they get into some sort of low level tag team feud on dynamite. I think they they're valuable. I think they have, it's kind of one of those, you know, sign and sign, and, uh, you know, kind of put away and save for later. Exactly, Dominic. Then, awesome. The inner circle have, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Inner circle goes to Las Vegas. We had two separate vignettes. Uh, I mean, they kind of went all over the place. We got some cameos from an Elvis impersonator. We had Conan. We had uh, Hornswoggle in a diaper. Uh, we had the Blood Brothers speech at the end of, or at, you know, on the hangover on top of the roof. Dominic, your thoughts on the uh, inner circle taking Las Vegas? I mean, is this a precursor to see Double or Nothing, or is this going to be some like random event in Vegas, or is this just a just a stupid little storyline that they're going to Vegas? Because I would love to be able to go to Vegas right now and watch a match with them or something like that, you know. But that's just me. Dominic, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can, I'm I weird. I can tell. I'm, I'm weird right now. Dominic, did, did the Jack and Coke finally hit you? And and the seltzer. You didn't tell me you're drinking a seltzer, too. So now and, we're halfway and, through. And I haven't really eaten, and I'm really hungry. Oh, God. So a little special gift, gift for all you uh, wrestling listeners out there that you're going to get drunk, Dominic, on the wrestling portion of the podcast. So... I mean, I think the inner circle Vegas thing, there were some jokes that hit. There were some that definitely did not. I didn't like this. Very similar to the dinner segment with MJF and Jericho to where it was just a segment for the sake of being a segment. And it wasn't like all that entertaining. It didn't really like do anything for the storyline going forward. They were just doing shit to do shit. And it's like, I just felt like it was kind of dumb. And I wonder if Jericho is kind of at that point of his career where he realizes he's not going to have that fantastic match. So now he's just, Chasing the meme and chasing after the next viral thing he could put on a t-shirt. And I feel like Jericho, you know, I know in an interview I saw, he said like he gets to do whatever he wants at free reign, but I feel like he should know better. He should be able to know that certain things aren't catching on with fans or certain things aren't as funny as they think it is. So I, I, I lend all this on, I put all this on Jericho. But I think there should also be like Tony Khan should recognize this and be like, he's ultimately the, you know, I think the buck stops with him. And if he doesn't like something, he can veto it. And 
I know it's Chris Jericho, big name, probably the biggest guy they have on the company, but I think you got to flex your muscles a little bit and say like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's, let's not, not do the funny shit that much anymore. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeats Kip Sabian. Cassidy getting Sabian with the mousetrap. Miro was on commentary. Uh, as soon as the match is over, Miro beats up Orange, and then this leads to the best friends making the run-in. So solid match between these two guys. Ultimately, it's still building to a tag team match, maybe a six-man. Who knows? When are we going to see the best friends turn on Orange Cassidy? Because I feel like they're always coming to help him. And I feel like that would be a good thing for them to, you know, really, you know, turn them with, to be turn on Orange Cassidy. So when are we going to see that happen? I mean, I mean, it could happen. I don't think it should happen anytime soon. I think you kind of keep that in your back pocket. And if you can find, you know, Orange Cassidy has a, has another best friend that he can he can join, or maybe just one of them, maybe just Trent turns. Cause I think Trent is probably a more natural heel than Chuck is, but yeah, I mean, I think both of them are really good baby faces uh, moving on to the contract signing at the beginning of the show. We had John Moxley cut a promo, just kind of like sitting in a, I don't even know what you call it, a hallway or some, some setting where he, he kind of talked about his, uh, his upbringing, talked about his dad. And then he made the announcement to the world that he has a pregnant wife. So they have a People Magazine photo shoot or something. So John Moxley and Renee Paquette are going to be having a child. So shout out to them. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the Moxley promo and any thoughts on uh, the big announcement? Promo was great, like always. John knows how to deliver. Um, the announcement caught me by storm, man. I'm so proud of my little baby girl, man. <laughs> Renee's your baby girl? Yeah, I never expected her to get pregnant. I always thought that her and John would just, you know. I thought the studio audience was your baby girl. I agree with you. I really did like the John Moxley promo, especially with what they did with the contract signing. Moxley gets laid out. We don't know who attacked him. Kenny was already, or presumably, already at uh, ringside or at, in the ring when it happened. We don't exactly know, but Kenny was kind of nonchalant about it, saying that Moxley just got a bloody nose, you know, got a little boo-boo, and he's making a big excuse for missing it. But uh, we might have a, another whodunit situation. We might just have Kenny Omega attacking John Moxley. Uh, what do you think uh, they're going with this? I have no idea. I <laughs> I want to say it's I want to say it's Omega, but... I also kind of have a weird feeling that it could be Hangman just because he's maybe still frustrated with uh, Omega or something like that. And he's trying to take him out, something like that. I, I feel like they can build around that kind of storyline. So I got a feeling it could also be Hangman. The contract signing itself, I, I kind of enjoyed it because it was a little awkward and clunky because it wasn't just the thing we've seen normally in contract signings. They did this before a few months ago, I think, at a contract signing. Not the exact same thing, but they did the opposite where they just actually signed a contract. No one got put through a table, and that was that. We get the return of Pack. He takes on the Blade, and he beats the Blade. And uh, Eddie Kingston was on commentary. This leads to Kingston, Butcher Blade, beating down Pack. Ray Phoenix makes a save. He gets beaten down, and then Pentagon comes out with a chair, thinking that he's going to turn on Phoenix, but he doesn't. And Triangula de la Muerte is finally together once again. Kind of rushed, kind of awkward, but understandable because of the circumstances. Just kind of put these guys together and you know have the three-on-three feud with Kingston, Butcher, and Blade. 
Do you think this is going to be a, a good feud going forward? Because I already feel like this is kind of not needed and just just done for to fill a spot. I don't know if it's going to be like a good feud in terms of like the match, but I think this is just kind of their way to rush into getting pack and uh, the Lucha bros back together. I think they're probably going to have a match, you know, six man tag and they can move on with their lives and have pack be a singles guy and have Lucha bros be a tag team. Now are they going to be heels? They're baby faces. We should find out in this situation, the baby faces, but maybe they can kind of switch and lean more on the healer side, which we're kind of seeing with some different acts in AEW. Uh, oh my God. Jade Cargill. I believe her first name is she uh, stomps out Brandy Rhodes, puts the uh, arm through the chair. So kind of continuing on with that feud, just kind of, a, you know, a kind of a one-off didn't put too much attention on it, but you know, kind of the next logical step in the storyline, I guess. Do you think this is even going to be worth it? I mean, not to take anything away from from these two ladies, but the women's division has been pretty bad as of late. Do you think it's really worth having these two go at it right now? It's it's a storyline. I think having multiple different women's storyline is a good thing for AEW. Now we don't know exactly what, at least I don't know what Cargo can Cargill can do in the ring. We kind of know Brandy is not all that good, so hopefully. I kind of hate to say it, but maybe this is just kind of a conduit to get whatever Cody's doing. Cause if we're seeing Brandy in kind of a marquee women's match, it's probably not going to be all that pretty. Did you see what, uh, I, I don't want to talk about it cause it's going to take, take away from the length of the podcast we have. So never mind. Continue. Oh, Dominic, you don't want to go like two hours to talk on whatever the hell you're going to talk about. Cody Rhodes and how he intimidated the guy and all that kind of shit. Oh, you're going to talk about that. You talking about Cody turning into Vince? I mean, from what I wrote, maybe Cody wasn't the best of person in that post, but it seemed a lot more like it was the company that the guy was working for, not Cody and AEW. I mean, to to be afraid that you're going to lose your job because he walks in is kind of it's kind of ridiculous and absurd. But you know, where, where, where's that union talk now for this guy, man? Jeez. All right. Speaking of a good women's match we had serena deeb defeating thunder rosa to retain her nwa women's championship we had Britt baker making a run in attacking thunder rosa but it didn't lead to the finish right away but in the end serena deeb gets the win thunder rosa goes and attacks Britt baker uh dominic i really enjoyed this match thought it was maybe the best match of the night and now we're getting Britt baker taking on thunder rosa and kind of an offshoot probably not for the nwa title so we're gonna get two non-title feuds with Brandy and Cargill and now Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Cool. I guess. I mean, I'm not really uh, too, uh, too excited about it. I think uh, a lot of the women's division isn't uh, all that well. Why aren't you too excited? This is arguably the two best women they have on the roster. Uh, I'll see it when I believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Sorry. So you don't think Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are the two best women in the company? They are, but I they have also underperformed as of late. When did Thunder Rosa underperform? As of late. When was that? Late. What is late? She hasn't been on the show in like a few weeks or a month. Exactly. Underperforming. Because she was a free agent. I can't talk right now. Why can't you talk? Just go on to the goddamn next thing.
can't wait for Dominic to just randomly end the phone call. Okay, and the main event we had Team Taz taking on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen, and Team Taz gets the win when Brian Cage hits the big finish on Darby Allen from the top rope. Have no qualms with cage getting the win over Allen. I think Allen is one of those guys that can, you know, take some losses here and there because he's an undersized baby face. And it was an impressive move that cage put on him. The big angle at the end, Will Hobbs makes the save after uh, Taz and them were beating down Rhodes and Darby and Will Hobbs comes out with the chair and he attacks Cody with it. So we saw Pentagon not attack, you know, turn baby face or not turn heel in one segment and then very identical with Hobbs coming out, but then he does turn heel. Don't know if you would say that's kind of too many similar angles in one night, or maybe having one go one way and one the other way is swerve bro, but uh, good for Will Hobbs. I enjoy his work. I'm happy to see him be in this marquee role and hopefully he's not kind of the, the jobber. I mean, I think he's kind of maybe stuck in the middle between cage and Starks, or maybe he's below Starks. We shall see. Well, to me, Cage would be your heavyweight champion. Hobbs would be more of your uh, your TNT title guy. And Stark, would, to me, would be more, if there is to be another singles title, would be that. If not, he would need no to more find titles. a tag partner. He would need to find a tag partner, in my opinion. No but, capes or titles. Fuck you. Okay, let's move on to NXT. Uh, Leon, or was it Lennon? Ruff defeats Lennon Ruff defeats Johnny Gargano to retain the North American championship. Uh, The finish was Damian Priest coming out and throwing a punch at Ruff says, I'm sorry, kid punches him. The referee not using any discretion or realizing what's going on disqualifies Ruff. And yeah, thought this match or, you know, match itself was fine, but I thought this ending and finish was really stupid. And then it leads to Ruff feeling disrespected by Priest, challenges both Priest and Gargano to a triple threat match, presumably at War Games. But uh, yeah, I, I like what they did with Ruff after the fact, but did not like what they did at the match here. So you're saying Le- 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 Leon Ruff should not have retained his title because Gargano was going to beat him. Well, I'm just saying maybe the referee shouldn't have disqualified Ruff for that. Priest punched him. Why would not he be disqualified? But it was because he was doing it on purpose to fuck over Johnny Gargano. Maybe the referee should realize what he was doing and, you know, not disqualify him, but then allow Ruff to regain consciousness and then, you know, kind of not restart the match. Okay. You know, how many times have we seen this happen before? And now you're going to start complaining about when, it? When it, when has this happened? When's the last time they did this exact finish? I can't remember, but I mean, it's Well, it's if happened. you're going to bring it up and say, like, oh, they do those all the time, but then you're not going to tell me a time they did it. All right, give me, give me five. You talk for five minutes. I'll find it right now. Okay. I guess I'll talk for five minutes. Or that's just Dominic's excuse for me to cover the entire NXT without him having to talk. Uh, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes uh, were supposed to have a blindfold match. Well, I guess they did have a blindfold match, but we didn't get a finish. We had uh, Cameron Grimes back up the referee in a corner. He beats on the referee, takes his mask off, and then he tries to beat up Dexter Loomis with his mat with Dexter Loomis's mask on. And then Loomis takes his mask off and they just kind of fight and it just ends in nothing. There you go. It was a blindfold match when 
without a finish. And we didn't really get uh, a conclusion. God, I hope we don't have another blindfold match between these two or some other sort of specialty match. I do kind of get a kick out of Cameron Grimes' act. Dexter Loomis still not exactly sold on him. Dominic, I know I haven't talked for five more minutes, but any thoughts on this blindfold match? That was not really a blindfold match. Uh, I didn't watch it. So I don't know. All I know is Dexter Loomis isn't going to be anything in NXT or WWE. He should just get fired and go to independence. Oh, Dominic, yeah. Saying he didn't watch the product. Shame, 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 shame. Uh, we get Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell defeating Casey, Catanzaro, and Caden Carter. Uh, I mean, the match was all right, just kind of establishing Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell as a team. But we get uh, Shotzi in a little commercial, or I guess it was kind of a commercial. She uh, has a little promo, maybe fixing up or building a new tank. She challenges Candice. So the first match for War Games will be Candice taking on Shotzi. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts? I know you hate Candice and love Shotzi, so you can't wait for this match. I can't wait for Shotzi to beat the holy shit out of Candice. Her ugly little fucking face is going to get smashed in. And I hope fucking Shotzi runs her ugly ass over with a tank. Whoa, Dominic. Why are you being so degrading to Candice? She does not deserve anything. I will not accept this Candace slander, but I do like war games. They have war pigs as the theme song. So there's a positive there. NXT always coming through with the good music. Uh, WWE needs to take notes. We get Kushida defeating Arturo Ruas, who technically is supposed to be a part of raw. Cause he got drafted because he was a part of raw underground, but he's an, he's back in NXT. Why? We don't really know why Kushida taps him out around five minutes. Solid match. Kind of the match to say, hey, look, Kushida's still here, even though he's not doing anything. Kushida, what? I didn't know he was still there. Great, 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 great. We get Ember Moon and Tony Storm defeating uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Moon and Storm get the win here. They, uh, you know, kind of celebrate on the ramp a little bit, but they get attacked from behind from Candice and uh, Indy. So... There you go. That happened. So, you know what? When you usually say that kind of stuff, it's usually in the AEW women's stuff. You're like, oh, when uh, this happened, okay. It's like now you're starting to say that more with NXT wrestling, uh, the female wrestling. So it makes me start to think that maybe NXT's women's division isn't uh, living up to the hype. Mm-hmm. NXT's women's division, not living up to the hype. You heard it here first from Dominic. Uh, Timothy Thatcher gets a win in another one of his Thatch's Thatch can type of matches. And we get Tommaso Ciampa coming out, uh, kind of giving him a stare down. So Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher, yes, please. Yes, please. But Thank I you do next. have that. Okay, took my gimmick. Okay, fine, bye. It's, you weren't going to say that, all right? Shut the fuck up. What were we going to say, Dominic? I was going to say... But uh, thank you, next. You know, I was going to say it, but you know, oh, whatever. Sorry. You know, you're such a big Ariana fan. I'm, I I should have saw that coming. I'm sorry. You know, I heard one of her songs today at work like six times today. So I'm a huge fan now. What song was it? Uh, I don't know. Was it it's Point a of new... View? How's that go? Can you sing it for me? Is it Point of View? But can you sing it? I don't know how it goes. I don't exactly you... know how the song goes, but the chorus is like, eh, from your point of view. No. Ah, oh, damn it. 
older than that. No. Break up with your girlfriend? Ow, no. Fuck that hurt. God I'm damn just, it. Am I just going to go through the uh, my entire Ariana Grande discography? Because, you know, I have just all of her songs. Big Ariana Grande. Been a fan since she was cat on Victorious. I remember she was singing on the VMAs and my, I was asked my brother, like, who's that? Who's that chick? That's Ariana Grande. Who's that? Oh, she kind of looks like the girl from Victorious. Oh, my gosh. And then it was. It's so crazy. Yeah, but did you have her on your uh, little Project Insomption's class? No, you did not. I did. And what did you do with that project, Dominic? What kind of project? Why was Ariana Grande a part of your project? I think it was like a, like a, <sighs> you know, where you want to see yourself in 20 years or something like that. I was like, you with this. So you said in a school project in 20 years, you want to be with Ariana Grande. No, you're putting words in my mouth now. Well, then could you just explain to the listeners and me what the fuck you talking about? I don't know. Just come on, man. But Dominic, the people need to know. Fuck the people. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were the man of the people. Hey, that's the Rock's gimmick, buddy. I ain't stepping on the Rock's toes. He, I mean, he's the people's champion. He's not the, he, the man of the people. That's not exactly his gimmick. Was it, was it Seven Rings? Was it NASA? Was it Shut Up? Was it 34 plus 35? Was it Motivate? Just I like Magic, Off the Table, 630, Safety Net, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. My Hair, Nasty. West Side, Love Language, Positions, Obvious, or Point of View? It was Shut the Fuck Up and Let's Move Oh, on. it was Shut Up. Okay, that's the, the lead song off of her new album positions just came out a few weeks ago go check it out big ariana grande podcast over here uh then in the main event we had eo shirai taking on rhea ripley in another stellar fantastic women's match apparently someone said that maybe the nxt women's division has fallen off i tend to disagree eo gets the win here uh maybe a little bit rushed don't exactly know why they went into this match but maybe that means rhea ripley is getting a call up to the main roster Maybe Brandon, I don't know. Uh, you know, it just it just depends on uh, you know with re- with uh, Zena Vega being released. Do you think it's a good time to bring someone up from NXT? I don't know. What does Zelina Vega being released have anything to do with the Rhea Ripley moving up to the main roster? Those are two Brandon, completely different I'm, acts. I'm being tortured right now. I'm not paying attention. Okay. Well, tell me why are you being tortured, Dominic? Should I send for help? Should I send for the man? Shout out to the man. Becky not Lynch yet. posted up, posted some pregnancy photos with uh, Seth Rollins. I think she's due like sometime in December. So shout out to Becky Lynch. Not yet. I think I can handle it for now. But you know, Coward will be like, "I need pickles." That will be my car. I need pickles. I need pickles. Is uh, the studio audience doing some thatches thatch can on you right now? No, she's uh, she has a tweezers and she's plucking shit. Mm, that. It, People who haven't seen Dominic, hairy lad. So there's a lot of things to pluck. Almost kind of like a mini Killian Dane, one might say. Thank you. That's a, that's a compliment. Thank you. Is she your Nikki Cross? Nikki Cross, yes. Okay. And then after the main event, they strolled Finn Balor's fine ass out there with the title. And he just kind of says, you know, a couple words, gets the Jeff Hardy treatment, gets interrupted by Pat McAfee. He cuts a promo and 
Uh, Finn Balor has a little surprise for the Kings of NXT, and that is the return of the Undisputed Era, and the UE gets one up on the Kings of NXT. We did not get the official announcement on the television, but uh, William Regal did come out and announce that this can only be settled one way, and that way is what, Dominic? Full games! Exactly. So we kind of thought this was going to happen. Very excited to see what these eight men can do in this match. Finn Balor, on the other hand, we got war games coming up in a couple weeks. He's nowhere really to be seen. I know he has the the wire or, you know, the plates in his jaw, as he said. We still don't have any real announcement or timeline for when he'll come back. So do you think uh, Finn Finn will be back anytime soon? soon? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I think he'll be back soon. I don't know if he'll, ow, ow, if he will, uh, ow. if uh, he will pickles be re- pickles. <laughs> I don't know if he'll be uh, pickles taking any face shots. If you know what I mean? Okay. Now let's just quickly run down the Survivor Series. Not going to go over Raw or SmackDown. We have the Men's Survivor Series match. I maybe could check because at the moment there are still some spots on the SmackDown team that have not been filled yet. So in the men's match, we have Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle, not Matt, taking on Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and someone to be named later. Dominic, what do you think will happen? And does it even really matter? Right. The fight for brand <laughs> supremacy. I think Team Raw will Me. win it. Me. And I will go with Team Raw as well. Without, I mean, with all these matches, there's really no real storyline reasoning behind it. I mean, in terms of having one team lose or win over the other, because it's a virus series and it's stupid. Why are we doing this in the first place? I don't exactly know. Then the women's tag team match survivor series tag team match we get nia jack Shayna baszler lacey evans and peyton royce and lana taking on bianca belair ruby riot Liv morgan and two people to be determined maybe carmella maybe bailey we don't exactly know quite yet yeah i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go with team raw because i feel like ever since this whole new age in wrestling it's always been raw wins so go raw i'll go with smack down i guess just because i'm trying to do some 50 50 booking here as i said i think lana will try to get one up on nia Jax, so she'll have her big triumphant moment putting nia Jax through a table but then she still loses so there it is uh then we actually get to the one-on-one matches which these matches might actually be pretty good as i said the one-on-one matches we have another tag team match the new day taking on the street profits champion versus champion uh, this could be should be a lot of fun both baby faces, so kind of an awkward situation that they put these people in, but we shall see what happens, Dominic. Who do you think wins? New day, always, baby. And I'll go the Street Profits. Then we get Bobby Lashley taking on Sami Zayn, IC champ versus US champ. I will go with Bobby Lashley because uh, they like to protect him, and Sami Zayn can lose and just keep talking shit because that's what Sami Zayn does. Fuck Sammy Zayn going Bobby Lashley. Wow. Just because he beat your boy Jeff Hardy? Hey, 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 hey. You watch your mouth. Jeff let him win, okay? Because it's all fake, right? No, no, no. Jeff was just being nice that day. 
It's definitely all real. It's real to me, damn it. And then maybe the best match, possibly, of the night. We have the Raw taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Uh, I'm going to go with Asuka on this one. They're kind of doing something with Carmella and uh, Sasha Banks. Charlotte kind of seems like she's on the fast track to a return. Maybe we see her pop up. Uh, Dominic, what are you thinking here? I was actually thinking more of a Bailey interference somewhere or whatever, but um, I definitely could see a multitude of women coming back and trying to interfere. So multitude. I see you, Dominic, breaking out the vocabulary. Mississippi. Okay. Uh, did you, you didn't even pick a winner here. Oh, sorry. Um, go with Miss <laughs> Aka. I haven't, haven't heard that lovely, uh, never mind. Yeah. What, what do you call it? I was almost going to say interpretation. That's not what you said. It, it, impression. It, it, my, well, it was my impression of an interpreter said, I'm just asking size. So oh. what? No, I was so many all. All right. Thank God. This is the very end and no one's listening to this shit. All right, Dominic, I have to ask you, what is the main event? Of Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. You didn't let me finish my question because this one is a weird one because they are promoting the hell out of the Undertaker farewell 30 years of the Undertaker. If you let me finish my question, Dominic, what finishes the show? Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre or the segment of the Undertaker's farewell? Undertaker's second to last because Roman Reigns is the, do- is the big dog now. He's the dog yard champion. He's the dog doggity dog. Yeah, I agree with the studio audience. Shut the fuck up. So I guess we're going to go with The Undertaker's Farewell. I don't exactly know what to expect. Probably The Undertaker comes out, cuts a promo. Maybe we get like a parade of legends, some BSK fellow people, Rikishi, Big Kish. Uh, Is Okozono going to be there? Okozono. Is that how you say his name? Yokozuna. Yokozuna, whatever. Is he going to be there? Uh, Yokozuna will not be there because uh, he died about 20 years ago, Dominic. Don't know if you heard. Oh, damn. I hate to see it. Wow. Okay. Good job, Dominic. And then in the main event, we get Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Champion versus champion. Yes, Drew McIntyre is the champion after he beat Randy Orton on Raw. Dominic, why the hell is Drew McIntyre champion even though he lost it and then won it back with Randy Orton really doing nothing in between? Because that's Vince McMahon, man. He's a fucking idiot. I don't think you could have had uh, Randy face Roman. Maybe you could have had Drew McIntyre run in, cost Randy the match or something like that. But, you know, Vince does what Vince wants to do. So, And I think it's it, to me, it doesn't really hurt Randy because, you know, he's a legend in his own right. So, to have, I think it hurts McIntyre more to have him win it and then, you know, doing what he's doing. Stop smacking me. Okay. Uh, I don't under, I mean, I really don't understand why you put the title on Drew after he loses to Randy. The only real explanation I can think of is like they're trying to build Randy's title reigns, like to get to 16 to like have a storyline with John Cena or something stupid like that. But I, I think it does kind of hurt Drew. Like, yeah, they kind of told a story about him going a little too much over the top in the Hell in a Cell match, but just have Drew hold the title the entire time, and they're going to make us want us to forget about the little title reign that Randy had. But 
back to the match at Survivor Series. I think I'm going to, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. Cause I think this could have, I think it still can be, you know, maybe a main event WrestleMania type of match, but uh, I'm going to go with Roman. They've been really protecting him here. It's re- I mean, it's survivor series. I think we're going to get a shit ton of shitty finishes. Like we always do in WWE. Probably Uso comes out to interfere. Maybe Randy Orton comes out to interfere and it's maybe they cancel each other out and drew wins. I don't know. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Because I feel like, even though it is Survivor Series, Randy, I feel like Randy will come out, but he's an RKO Roman, and Drew's going to be like, what the fuck? And he's like, that's just because we're raw, buddy, or something. Like, isn't, you know, solidarity, brother. Because Randy Orton cares about brand supremacy. Why? Don't know why. Well, he's also fined, so maybe this would be a punishment. Be like, you need to go RKO Roman, bitch. Because Adam Pierce had to lay down the law. Yeah. Are we done now? I mean, we could be done. We don't have to be done. We can go on forever, just talk bullshit. Dominic, how, how's uh, how's life doing? Oh, man, life is life, buddy. You know, just, you know, Thanksgiving's coming soon. Christmas, and then it's going to be 2021. And then, you know, Joe Biden's going to take office. And then, you know, shit's going to hit the fan. And, you know, then... Next thing you know, we're going to be fucking wearing gas masks and fucking carrying guns because the fucking Chinese are going to invade California, man. So it's going to be going downhill, man. And this is why Dominic is moving to Washington, because Washington definitely not as libtard as California, right? I would say not as bad, but yeah, no, they they, they definitely are. All right. So after uh, that political whatever the fuck that was, I don't know. Uh, that's been curveballs and share shots. We covered a lot of bases. We got a big Sunday, 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 football, survivor series, bloody Later. Sunday, bloody Mary's. Ooh, never had dude. Let's, let's have a bloody Mary someday, man. Never had one. Hmm. Maybe one of these, maybe, you know, once we wore gas mask and carry, carry AR 15s everywhere, maybe we can actually have bloody Mary's together one day. Sweet. I'll, I'll schedule it. All right. Schedule it, you know, around Memorial Day 2021 in Vegas. Deal. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us. Thank you all, everyone who sent in the questions. Mr. X, Big Fluff 13, and Haley, number one fan. Uh, next week, we should be here next week. No problem. Was that, was that really Haley that sent that question in? Was that just Tyler hacking her Instagram? I, don't, I mean, it came from her account. I don't know who texted it or whatever, but I can her name and her faces on that question. Because we all know Haley loves to say the word simp. Tyler would never say simp. Or sus. Yeah, never say the word sus because that is just stupid. That would just be like, why would people like in their late 20s try to say the word sus? Because that word just kind of came out of nowhere. It's only an Among Us thing. It's only a TikTok thing because it's definitely not a word that's been used in vernacular. Maybe a little homophobic vernacular back in the day or maybe a little bit now. I mean, we're not going to talk about it. Okay, good night, everybody. Goodbye, McKing Bangs for everyone. I'm gonna go eat some dinner and then Donald, play dinner? some video game. Dinner's uh, not ready, by the way. Dinner's not ready. Fuck. Not pickles. <sighs> okay, bye, Brandon. Goodbye, the people need bye. to know. My brother making fried rice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Are you gonna, are you gonna play video games? Who are you gonna play with? 
I might play video games. I don't know. It depends to see. It depends on how, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going through a little bit of a situation right now. My friend uh, really said some things that uh, upset the love of my life. Huh? Your friend the D-bag? My friend the D-bag, yes. Him. And, um, you know. Damn, what, what a douchebag. He's, he said something disrespectful to the studio audience? Yeah, sounds like it. What? You know, and instead of just, you know, you know, manning up and just, you know, trying to talk about it, he just, you know, just swoops into the rug. So I don't know if I'm playing video games tonight or playing if I am who I'm playing with. Maybe, maybe it's just a friend of me. Maybe it's the D bag too. I don't know. I mean, but maybe, know, I, I, maybe the friend of me is simping. Maybe the friend of me is simping. I don't know. He hasn't said anything. So I don't know yet. We shall see. So stay tuned for that and so much more. Thank y'all very much. Goodbye and good night and make gang bang. <laughs>